Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom He died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the Scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the Word of God regardless of who gets offended or not. In Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Saints just got bashed today for, well, speaking the truth. And, you know, that's what happens when people don't like what the Word of God says. They lash out at the mere messengers of the Lord, but they don't realize that that doesn't change the truth and that their rebellion, the darkness in their heart is an issue centrally, if you will, in the root aspect of it with God. Their problem is with God, because if God says something in His Word and we don't allow ourselves teachably and humbly to be corrected by the Word of God, then we're in darkness and rebellion. The Scripture says, Jesus said, he that, that is of God, who's of God? Here it is. Heareth God's Word. So if somebody shares Scripture with me that clearly reveals that I've been believing something incorrectly, if I am of God, what am I going to do? I'm going to hear the Word of God. What does that mean? I'm going to put the Word of God first and repent and be corrected and believe the doctrinal truth of Holy Scripture. The Scriptures, King James Bible, is our doc, amen, but some people allow themselves to have these false teachings and traditions lodged in their heart, and they refuse to repent of them. See, they're not of God. They've chosen to not be of God. You see, the Bible says if you don't continue in the doctrine of Christ, you have not God. Wait a minute, they're Christians. They're not Christians. They're on the way to hell. You can call them anything you want. They're going to hell. They don't repent, okay? Sound doctrine doctrine is essential to walking with God. You walk with God on His stated terms or you're not walking with Him. You're not going to His holy heaven your own way or any other way. And that's why the psalmist said that he hated every false way, every false way. Psalm 119, 104, and 128. Let me ask you, my friend, do you hate every false way? Attacking the mere messengers of the Scriptures. Hopefully they're doing it in love, but nevertheless, as they dole out the whole of Scripture or Scripture on a certain topic. If you don't like it, that's too bad. This isn't about you or me. God said what he said. And you're either going to say, let God be true and every man a liar, like Paul stated in Romans 3, 4, or you're going to go your own way to your own eternal destruction. So they attack the mere messenger as if that's going to change or erode or diminish from the truth. The scripture says nothing can diminish. And we are never to diminish aught from the word of God. Deuteronomy 4, 2, I believe that is. No, you see, when people judge the mere messenger, those are mere human beings. That's what we are. We're just giving them God's message. It's not our message. We preach not ourselves, but Christ, Paul said, 2 Corinthians 4, 5. See, these people are heaping judgment on themselves. Jesus told us that. Judge not that you be not judged for with what measure you meet or deal out. It's going to be met or delivered, dealt back to you. We've got to be really careful, saying that's Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Also, James 2, 13. 
he shall have judgment without mercy. In other words, undiluted judgment that has shown no mercy. So today, the topic of whether or not women can be pastors came up, and a dear brother quoted the scriptures concerning this matter, that suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man. That's God's stated non-negotiable order for the family and the church or the gatherings of believers. Women are not to be elders in the body of Christ. We see not one of in the New Testament. We've got a lot written about this, about order in the family and the church. This is so important that this is taught throughout Christendom. You can look up, tell you what, look up Jezebel on safeguardyoursoul.com. The category Jezebel, it's just one word. We've got a wealth of information from Scripture concerning this topic. I've never seen a bigger cash, C-A-C-H-E, on this topic, and I believe it's going to bless you and help you rightly divide the word of truth. So this lady did not like the fact that this brother and myself gave her several passages the brother gave. I gave one in particular, which is First Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, 11 and 12, suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man. That's out of order. Any woman that's allowed to be a pastor or an elder of any type among God's people is being facilitated by those who are even more guilty than she is, as Jesus speaks about in Revelation 2, 20 through 24, where he rebukes the men who suffered or allowed this woman called Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. God didn't call her prophet. Jesus is speaking and addressing Jezebel and Ahab's. Ahab's represent, Ahab was Jezebel's husband, and he allowed her to function in the witchcraft and the evil that she functioned in. Okay, so when we call men Ahab's, we're talking about men who are spineless, moral, cowards, and will not stand on the word of God. They're in worse trouble than the Jezebel, both going to hell if they don't repent. That's for sure. There'll be, there will not be one Jezebel or Ahab in Christ's kingdom. We've got a video called The Depths of Satan, I believe it's called. Actually, it's called Women Pastors? Question mark. The Curse of Jezebel and the Depths of Satan. That's a term that is only used one time in the Bible. Not just the of Satan, but the depths of Satan. Jesus used that phrase connecting with these Ahabs and Jezebel in particular, who taught wicked fornication and things in the Thyatiran church. Again, Revelation 2, 20 through 24. So you ask the question, does Jesus address Jezebel? There it is. Like the song you say, I guess. Whoop, there it is, right? There it is. Revelation 2, 20 through 24. Jesus is addressing the New Testament church at Thyatira, and he calls this doctrine of Jezebel the depths of Satan, and this operation of Jezebel allowed in the Thyatira church by these spineless Ahabs, these pansies who stepped out of the way and didn't want to be called sexist and all this stuff, as if they should even be concerned about what the world and the evil kingdom of Satan is going to call them for doing the will of God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. i tell you what, I've never seen a day when we have so many feminized pansies that are males walking around. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. A man of God obeys God, fears God, and will state the word of God, no matter who's in rebellion against them or not. They're holding forth the word of life, no matter what the price. Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. So this woman today, her rebellion was is against God. It's not against me and the brother who was merely giving her what the scripture says. They don't want to hear that, though. They got this big calling. They'll swear. And some of them can really preach. Does that change the word of God? No, no. Jezebel is utterly rebellious when the spirit is in control of someone's life because they haven't repented. She hates God. 
God's word and she hates what it says as she only wants to use that which she can use to her own self-serving, self-appointed advantage. And so the demons that control her will use her to lash out at the mere messengers of the truth. Okay, no different than when the original Jezebel, the most hated woman, the most despicable evil witch in the whole Bible is Jezebel. Jezebel is equivalent to the Judas we see who betrayed Christ. And that's what everybody who's not living and walking according to the counsel of God's word is doing. They are betraying Christ. They are anti-Christ. They put something else in place of the doctrine of Christ taught from Genesis to Revelation, which forbids women to be elders. Why? God loves them. He wants them protected. And these little pansies that facilitate them and suffer them, which means allow them to operate outside of the role of a woman, they don't care. What does it say in that passage? Revelation 2, 20 through 24. I didn't want to go too deep into that. I'm just trying to point out the rebellion we see, which keeps getting worse and worse because evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. Second Timothy 3, verse 12. In the preceding words there in Second Timothy 3, 12 and 13, actually, it says that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, that would include at the forefront, holding forth the word of truth. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So go ahead and wear it as a badge of honor. In fact, you, we better get worried if we're not being attacked. You're not getting Jezebel's mad. I tell you what, you're not doing much. There's not a lot of fire and truth and life and light of Christ coming out of your life, but there can be. And you're going to get the Hebrew roots devils, the once saved, always saved devils, eternal security, the Calvinists, the Jezebels, the Hebrew roots. Well, that's a bad one too. All of these false teachers. Paul dealt with so many false teachers and he said he would that they were cut off. That's a violent term. I believe that's in uh, Galatians 2. See, see, because they're peddling a, another gospel, something other than what we've been given in the Holy Scriptures, a manipulation or a twisting of it, a misuse. We are not as many which pervert, corrupt, adulterate the Word of God, Paul said. Many, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 17. So Jesus is addressing this Jezebel that was operating in the Thyatiran church. He says, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest, that means allows, that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Notice the specific wording here carefully. She calls herself a prophet. God didn't call her a prophetess. Wait a minute, brother. Philip's daughters were prophetesses. No, it said they did prophesy. It didn't call her prophetesses. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, the end of the world if you call a woman a prophetess, but she's not a prophet in the fivefold dimension of eldership we see in Ephesians 4, 11. She can't be. Right there in that passage, it said Jesus rose from the dead and he gave gifts unto men, not women, to be elders. Men are to have the broad shoulders and carry the weight of government in the body of Christ on earth. And this passage right here in Revelation 2, 20 through 24, I want to encourage you to become very familiar with this passage. It shows you exactly what happens when women are put in a role they don't belong in. Watch this. So she's self-appointed. God didn't appoint her. Jesus is speaking here, excuse me, and notice the wording, which calleth herself a prophetess. God doesn't call her a prophetess. She called herself. She attached that name to herself. Now, I don't know all the psychology of why people do this. They're definitely in rebellion. Maybe they feel inferior to men and all the stupid stuff we see today. And men and women are meant to feminine and, and the masculine are meant to complement, not compete against each other. Something's wrong. These people need to repent. They're not saved. So, well, I got saved. It's a, I don't care. You lost. You backslid if you ever got saved in the first place. You're not living according to the doctrine of Christ. He that is of God hears God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Telling us you're walking with God and you're violating his word? No. You're self 
deceived, delusional. You've been turned over to a strong delusion by God because you don't love his truth. You love yourself and you need to repent now, sinner. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel. We've got the original Jezebel in the Old Testament, First Kings, etc., Second Kings 2. And then we've got this New Testament Jezebel. People always ask, is Jezebel mentioned in the New Testament? I think some of them ask because they, they want to try to, you know, kind of hide that Jezebel in the Old Testament. Well, here it is right here in the New Testament church, right here in the middle of the seven churches Jesus is addressing in Revelation 2 and 3. And right here, beginning in verse 20 of Revelation 2, I keep saying that because I want you to let that stick and get in that passage. You're going to see a lot of things here. It's going to be very important for you to be able to rightly divide the word of truth to yourself and then learn together and help others, beloved. So she calls herself a prophetess. And he says that they suffers her to do what? Teach. See, they didn't discern that she was self-appointed because they weren't living by the word of God themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't allowed her in the first place. They would have caught her red-handed, calling herself a prophetess and operating in the office, if you will, of the eldership, governmental serving place. Let me underline serving a million times. That's reserved for men. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Okay, you're not going to get around those, okay? That those offices have been misused and they're not titles to wear. They're functions, places of serving to function in. Okay, you don't have to put the name, label, I'm apostle. So, doom, man, you're immediately lost me there. You're a false teacher. You're a false apostle, which we read here in Revelation also and Second Corinthians. I believe the term appears twice. Then you got false prophets appears all over the New Testament. So she calls herself a prophetess and they, the men allowed her to teach. And therefore what happens? To seduce my servants, to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. That's some deep sin without going into detail that we're talking about that Jesus is unveiling right here. And that's what happens when you got a woman on a place like all of these intercessory prayer groups. Show me one intercessory prayer group in the New Testament scriptures. It's nowhere. Boom. It's over. False. And they're always run by women. That is a recipe for disaster. And this applies to that right here. And they're constantly getting words, but that's not the word. It's not about the word. It's about the wind blowing and them hearing a voice of God and getting a vision and all this stuff. So people aren't even in the word of God. See, we need the more sure word of prophecy. Second Timothy 1, 12 through 21, which is the word, the written Holy Scripture specifically, which has all things in it. Same chapter, Second Second Peter 1. All things that pertain to life and godliness are in the Scriptures. Anybody playing the Scriptures loosely, anybody in ministry not getting you into the Scriptures, teaching you that you need God, you need to hear from God by His Word and Spirit, is a false teacher that just wants you as a returned customer. Wake up, people, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Now, is that talking about spiritual or physical fornication? Could be both. I believe primarily it's spiritual fornication. They get into all of this stuff. Like Colossians 2 talks about how they delve into things that they don't understand. They get dreams and visions and all of this stuff that doesn't line up with the Word of God. They're not scripture intensive. These people are flakes, and all they have to do is put the name of the Lord on it, and the gullible dupes eat it all up as if it's straight from God. They don't even know the Word. They're not being grounded in the Word soundly, in Holy Scripture, and in the cardinal doctrines of the Christian faith revealed in Scripture. So how do they know it's of God? They don't even know how to rightly divide and test the spirits because they don't know the Word of God. And they go on and on and on, week after week, month after month, year after year, having a form, a mere form of godliness, but denying the power of Christ to reign in their life. And they're ever learning, yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Second Timothy 3. And what is he talking about? Who's he talking about? He's talking about those in the church, not 
about the world. And he says they're lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. They're lovers of pleasures. They don't have a cross in their life. Cross is never even mentioned. It's never even mentioned. Not only is the blood of his cross, his sacrifice, that is our salvation. He is in the blood of his cross, Colossians 1.20. But also, it's definitely never going to be mentioned about the cross he commanded that you take up, that you live a crucified life, nowhere to be found. Therefore, they're lovers of self, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. So Jesus then says, I gave her space to repent. I gave this Jezebel space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. I'm going to tell you from experience, but take it with a grain of salt because this is subjective. I'm telling you, this is from me, not from God. But it seems to bear itself out here, if you ask me, that most Jezebels are not going to repent. Now, over the years, we've seen several repent, but one out of every hundred, you get the point. I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Rebellion. That's what we're talking about here. This rebellion. And then they're going to attack you. And a lot of you ladies get attacked because you live a life according to what God says about women. You are a virtuous woman. You're following the scriptures. You're crying out to God to make you a virtuous woman according to his definition, not man's definition, his. And he's doing a work in you and they hate you. You know what I'm talking about better than the men here that are in this conversation or no. Okay. They're like Cain killing his brother Abel out of jealousy because Abel had it going on with God. He did things God's way. Genesis 4. Cain did it his own way. He did it his way as the song goes. And he murdered his own brother. I call it religious murder. And they might not kill you physically, but they're killing you with their attitude. They've got murder in their hearts towards you. And they're deeply jealous of you because they're in darkness and they refuse to get their life right. No godly woman is trying to be an elder in the body of Christ. Well, brother, you don't understand. She's really gifted. I don't care. It doesn't change the word of God. First Corinthians 14, 33, the Lord is not the author of confusion. Now, somebody's going to say, well, you mean a woman can't say anything that we can learn from? I learn a lot from women all the time, but it's in a conversational matter. It's not a woman setting herself up in a governmental place in the body of Christ to be an elder over the people of God, especially not men. So verse 22, behold, I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her. And it's great tribulation into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So you notice how Jesus allows people to obey him and repent and obey him or not to. He doesn't take away the temptation. That proves whether or not you really love him. If you're really loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're going to do things his way. Somebody says, what if I don't know it? We're, we're all learning it. But let's learn together. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you, not only individually, but as a body, richly, that means abundantly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Colossians 3.16, we are the body of Christ. We're learning together. You know, so we're learning Bible knowledge together. And perhaps this discussion we're having right now is somebody's learning some things. And it's most of all, they're being quickened to go study this topic. And again, if you go to the Jezebel category on safeguardyoursoul.com and or the women category, we've got a very popular, several thousand, a few thousand, I think, people have listened to this 10-part series. It's an audio series, and it's called Proverbs 31, Virtuous Woman. Just put in Proverbs 31 into the search box. It'll come right up. Lots of testimonies on there, too. I'll kind of put them on there so people could see of how much women have just loved that series. Amen. So behold, I will cast her in a bed, and, and he's going to allow uh, them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. See, God requires, Jesus is saying, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill. Notice the effect of allowing a woman to function in a role that's reserved only for men. Brother, you're a misogynist. You're a male show. I'm just going by scripture. You got a problem with men leading in the body of Christ and in the family. They're the head. Christ is the head, all of our head. But the man 
man is the head of the family. Like it or not, it's non-negotiable. Time to get in God's order, lest we reap destruction, and lest we mislead our kids and bring curses on their lives. Stop it now. Because notice Jesus says in verse 23, I will kill her children with death. In other words, those that partake. I don't think he's talking about her specific children that she bore. It's talking about anybody. This the fruit of this. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he, which searches the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works, because your works prove where your heart is. Your works prove where your heart is. Look at verse 26. I'm going to jump down just for a second. And he that overcometh. This is in red letters, folks. You got a problem with this? You got a problem with Jesus. And he that overcometh and keepeth my work. Jesus is speaking. Oh, but brother, we're not saved by works. Well, I tell you what he's saying here. And in the, the scope of all the scripture, it's clear that if you're truly saved by grace through faith, you are his workmanship and you're obedient to Jesus, to his word. That's what this, I believe, would say in the big picture. You don't work your way to heaven, but your works tell us, tell Jesus and others shall know them by their fruits, right? Tell everybody that's a true godly person and Jesus exactly who you are. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth, First John three eighteen. But be ye doers of the word, do, 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 doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves, James one twenty two. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty one, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but, but, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You're not a doer of the word of God. You're not a child of God. You, you've forfeited your place with God. Repent and bring forth fruits, meat for repentance, fruits that confirm and that are consistent with true repentance. Otherwise, it's false repentance. So he says, I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and the hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. So Jesus searches the hearts and the works clearly reveal what's in our hearts. Remember, Jesus taught Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Jesus taught in Mark 7, it's written beginning of verse 20, that out of the heart comes all sin, fornication, foolishness, all that he gives a whole list, adulteries, murders. They come out of the heart. You're doing evil because you got a wicked heart and you need to repent, truly repent, lay down your life and follow Jesus. All right, verse 24, and we'll finish here. But unto you, I say, and unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, that is apparently the doctrine of Jezebel, false doctrine, which, and fornication, and which have not known the depths of Satan. So Jesus associates this Jezebel and allowing her to function, allowing the woman to function outside of her role as the depths of Satan. Now, isn't this interesting? How many times does this term, the depths of Satan, appear in Scripture? One time, right here, Revelation 2.24. And what is it associated with? Jesus' words. What is he saying? It's associated with Jezebel. Isn't that in her sin? And the Ahabs who allowed it, who are most guilty, I believe we see in this passage, because they suffered her to do such. Interesting. So not everybody had followed that doctrine. That's the same as today. Not everybody follows this doctrine. As I mentioned earlier, the godly women, the godly brother who was contending for the faith, you know, in the discussion, given scripture from the Bible. I'm sure there's people out there that use scripture and try to put women down and that be evil about that. That's wrong. That's sin. Uh, but that doesn't negate the truth. Okay, so Jesus says that we're to get happy when we're persecuted for his sake and get concerned when we're not. Luke 6, 26, woe, woe, woe unto you when all men speak well of you, when nobody persecutes you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Luke 6, 26. And again, let me quote it again. All, 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 not some, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall. It's definitive, not maybe, but shall suffer persecution. So this lady, as I finish here, she got all upset.
upset. I mean, yeah, classic Jezebel situation, lashing out at the mere messengers. And again, her rebellions against God, not against the messengers, myself and other people. There's a darkness in these people. They're following lies. So she lashes out and says that I'm just judging other people, sitting on Facebook, judging other people. I said, oh, okay, interesting. While you're judging me right now, you're telling me I'm judging. I'm not judging anybody. I am judge righteous judgment. I'm not condemning her, but I was giving her the judgment of God, which is the word of God. The words of God are called the judgments of God. Psalm 119. It's his judgment, not mine or anybody else's. Since when it's giving people the truth, being judgmental in an evil way, it's not. We're called to do it. We're commanded to do it. It's mandate. So I asked her simply before I blocked her, let me ask you, because she said something about being, I'd rather be over here out on the streets preaching. I said, well, why are you on Facebook? If you're so holier than thou, go on the streets, get off of here. And by the way, when's the last time? I just couldn't help myself. I said, when's the last time you led somebody to Jesus? Listen, folks, we are to preach the gospel everywhere we can, where men can hear it, read it, put it in books. We put it in Kindle. We do it online. We got a website. We do it on social media. We do it in person. Had another lady get saved last week. Got people in Florida getting saved and edified and Christians, etc., all over the country in person. Ministry happens everywhere there's communication. And I talk about that on a recent podcast where a lady walks up to me. I'm looking at a product in Walmart. And she said, oh, this is a really good one right here. I said, really? Well, come to find out she's a military vet. I was a Marine, so we had a good talk about that and other things. And, and one thing led to another, as Jesus would have orchestrated, and he did. This lady had been had the seed of the gospel planted. Her daughter and son-in-law are saved. And, you know, she's been around going to fellowship with them. And, man, she just hadn't been saved. It was her time. God saved her right there. And anyway, let's just wear it as a badge of honor, folks, saints, when we're persecuted for righteousness' sake. That doesn't mean we can't pray for these people. We should and love our enemies. But just know that when you're preaching the truth, you're going to hold to the truth. You're going to get a lot of counterfeits that claim to be walking with God, claim to be spirit-filled even, and stuff like that. Swear that they've been saved and they're definitely, you know, God's man or woman of the hour. They're going to persecute you. But the truth is still the truth. And the Lord says to go ahead and rejoice and be glad in that day when all manner of evil is spoken against you falsely, Jesus said, and you're falsely accused. So let us rejoice when we're persecuted. Amen. God bless you, saints. Thanks for listening. Thank you for praying for the greater and greater fruitfulness of this outreach. God bless you. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. 
Amen.